0: We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Amen. Amen. Well, um, we are starting, uh, we, we've started, we've started, um, hopefully in your e-groups, you've started the Honour Key as a, as a, as a study, and, and we're going from there. And so the, just over the next uh, month of August, we're going to be talking about Honour. Uh, I, I like honour. Who likes honour? I, and I, 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 you know, for some reason, I always like to use traffic lights as an example, but I like it when people honour red lights. Who likes it when people honour red lights? Uh, that's right. And so if you don't honour red lights, you're in trouble because uh, you'll probably cause a, cause an accident. And, but um, I, I really believe this morning that, that, that when we... A release or when we learn what honor is, God can do amazing things through us. and so we're just going to open up some things this morning and, and talk about it. but before we get on to that, all the men in the room, all the men in the room, yeah, uh, uh, this is this is two days where you don't need to brush your teeth, you don't need to shave, you don't need to wash your hair, you don't have to have a shower. You don't have to cook. You can go to Subway. You can go to fast food. Rest, you can go and get pizza. Um, this, is, this, is, this is a conference that is going to be amazing just for that. Yeah. Yeah. There is going to be a phenomenal presence of God, and there's going to be a place where we can hang out, but also encounter Jesus because we've got Pastor Matt Felder and Pastor Steve Graham and, uh, and even in my spirit, as we've been planning and organizing, this is not, this, this, we've just chosen, this is not a, a year where we're just throwing uh, an overnighter uh, together as men. I've really been praying into this conference and really been praying and believing that as we gather together as men, that's why we named it Assemble. Uh, when we assemble together, you could, you could hear the sort of the marching sound. It's like, you know, I mean, it's not propaganda. We're not trying to change the world, uh, you know, with guns and blowing up things or whatever. We're, we're, we're believing as men to come together and change the world by encouraging, spurring one another on assembling together. And so I want to I wanna personally ask you to go. Every single man in this room, I want to personally ask you to go. I want to personally ask you to sacrifice that Friday and Saturday. Uh, because when when men get together, when men assemble and they take on the, the, the biblical right of, of a leader, then we can bring greater covering, greater leadership, greater love into our homes, into our families, and into the life of the church. And so I want to encourage you, um, it's, it's, uh, we're working on packages, but um, I think less than 100 bucks will get you um, registration and accommodation. The accommodation will vary, obviously. You can organise your own accommodation, but um, make, make sure you're there. It's, uh, it's there for every age, every age, every age. And so um, you can go online, uh, register, you can grab a group of people, Organise yourself to get in the car, do the road trip, have a lot of fun, yeah? Awesome. Come on, it's going to be a great weekend. We don't do a lot of men's events in the life of the church. In fact, we do hardly any. But I really believe that as we just take one weekend to to get into this space, uh, I know that you will be blessed. Cool? Awesome. Well, to honour, the honour key. And we want to learn more about honour because honour unlocks heaven. Did you know that this morning? Honour unlocks heaven. It unlocks the presence of God. Um, if you've started the eGroup series, which I hope you have, uh, you will see Pastors, Pastor Jordan and Pastor Russell talking about what honour is. And, I, and, and so I just want to give you a, a brief recap of this. But to honour something is to, to value, is to esteem. It's to put weight behind something. You know uh, something by you know if you honor something by if you value it. Yeah. You know, what are the just think in your own world right now, what do you value? Then you you will honor that. If you value your home, you will honor your home. If you value your children, you will honor your children. I pray you value your children. Uh, your spouse, you value them, you honour them. Um, so honour is to put weight behind us. It talks about um, even in the e-group series, it talks about how um, the coins of those days were, were were valued by how they were weighed, what, how much weight they had. It talked about how much honour they had as well. But I, just before we get into um, all of the message this morning, and I'll, and I'll try and be quick on this, but. There's a great passage in Luke chapter 15 that we can really talk about honour and talk about putting weight behind something or talk about value and esteem. See, in Luke chapter 15, if you if you don't know it, that's okay. Um, but there's, there's, Jesus is telling three parables here. Three parables, one about sheep, one about coins, and one about lost sons. And uh, we can we can learn a lot when we think about honour when we, when we read these three parables, and because he, the parable about the lost sheep is that if a, if, a, if a farmer has 100 sheep and one goes astray, he leaves the 99 behind and goes after the one. Isn't that exciting? It's really exciting if you're the one. I was driving down one of our roads by our house and there was a sheep out on the road. It took all of me not to knock it over and put it in the car and take it home. But, um, but uh, there was a sheep just astray on the road. Uh, and I was thinking, where's the farmer? Where's the farmer looking for this one sheep? Uh, because we can see that there's value in that one sheep. Yeah. Well, there was to me. I was thinking, hmm, some chops right now. Hmm. Um, a new learning experience. How do you butcher a sheep? Anyway, anyway. Uh, but there was there was value there was value to someone about that lost sheep. But there was value to the that the, the shepherd, and and there's on the the shepherd honored that one. I know it talks about leaving the ninety nine, but there was honor for the one. Guess what? You were the one once. Aren't you glad that someone valued you? Aren't you glad that someone honored you? Someone was wants to put weight behind, behind you. Why? Because there's there's honour. You're worth it. Come on, all the ladies, L'Oreal. Because I'm worth it. Some of you don't watch enough L'Oreal cosmetics or whatever. Anyway, um, that will not be at the Strong Conference, by the way. Um, No, you're worth it. You've got to know you're worth it. A lot of people don't know they're worth it. Someone's going to go after, someone loves you, you're worth it. And that's the Lord. Jesus loves you this morning. He loves you yesterday. He loves you tomorrow. He loves you now. You are worth it. And so we talk about honor. We talk about esteem and valuing something. Come on, you are worth it. Let that sink in for a moment. You are worth it. You, You are worth it. And then it talks about the lost coin. Um, and, and the lost coin is a, how, how a, a woman has 10 coins and she loses one and so she uh, you know, turns all the lights on in the house and sweeps the house out to find this lost coin. When she finds the lost coin, she then goes and invites all her friends around to celebrate, come on, let's celebrate today over this lost coin and you think, well, that's, that's cool and it's along the same lines of the lost sheep. That's exciting. Something's been lost, something's been found. But, you know, in in this, the, that lost coin was was just, is, was called a drachma, I think, if I'm pronouncing it right. And a, a drachma was a, equivalent to a day's wages. You think, oh, a day's wages. And, you know, for some of us, we could be thinking a day's wages. Well, that, that's, that still is a lot of money. But then some of us, we could be thinking, well, oh, a day's wages. If I lost a day's wages, well, yeah, I could... Oh, it's not going to be nice. It's like a parking ticket. Uh, you know, if you haven't had your registration and warrant done, four hundred bucks gone. Whatever. It's more than today's wages, but uh, you know, and, and and you think, oh, well, I'll get by. And and we can we can skip past the 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 parable of the coin really quickly, leaning into the same um, description as the as the sheep, but. I think God's talking about honouring honouring everything, not, not not just honouring the big stuff, but honouring the little stuff in our life. We can we can go through life forgetting about honouring the little stuff. The lady could have just gone, you know what? Ugh, it's just oh, it's just one coin. But no, that coin was worth it. It was it was equivalent to a day's wages. Let's remember. To honor the small stuff in our life as well, let's put weight behind the small stuff, and God's calling us to do that. And then, obviously, there's the, there's the parable of the lost son. We call it lost sons, or the the love of a father. It's been preached on uh, and, uh, hundreds of times. It's a it really is an amazing parable that Jesus is telling about the father heart of God. But we can think about honor here, and 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 believing and, and putting weight and esteeming in the circumstance, because there's the loss there's two sons if you don't know the story, and one son comes to his father and says, "Can I have the inheritance now?" And so the father gives him his inheritance, he goes off and he uses it the way that he wanted to use it um, didn't do well with it, ended up in in a bit of a state and and he figured out to himself, "You know what, even my father's servants." Uh, get looked after, are honored more than what have I got in my life right now. So he makes a decision. He basically, he repents. He turns from the lifestyle that he's living in and he humbles himself and he goes back to his dad. And his dad sees him from a long way off. I love that line in the parable. You know, his father saw him from a long way off and he said, you know, you know, come. And so his son comes back in, he puts a ring on his finger, shoes on his feet, and a robe on him. And he embraces him. He honors him back into the family, um, and then you've got the, the older son there, and the older son is going through a bit of a poor me situation, the older son syndrome, I call it. And uh, you know, what about me? What about this? What about that? And and in the circumstance, you know, the the older son was was looking inward, not looking outwards. He couldn't honor his younger brother for making the decision of returning. Of making the decision of repenting, he couldn't honor his younger brother. Uh, you know, I, I think in 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 this, without going through and preaching a whole other message, uh, we get to see that the uh, the father honored his son, yeah. and and saying, "Come on, put a f- ring on his finger, shoes on his feet, and a robe on him." And then then uh, then then the then the older brother, the father said to him one thing. And because the older brother's complaining, he's going, well, what about me? When did you you've never give me a, even a goat to have a party with my friends? And his father turns around to him and he just says, hey, you've been with me the entire time. And we, we forget about that sometimes where, where well, let's not take our eyes off the lost, Let's not take our eyes off the back slidden, as we call it in a a Christian term. Let's not put our eyes all about us and all about ourselves, but let's, let's also have the heart of the Father. Let's also honour those that are lost because we've got to live life with Jesus. We've got to live life with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And let's not neglect that. Let's not dishonour that. Let's not have the older brother syndrome and going, you know what? What about me? What about me? Well, what about you? you? You you, can run to God. You can run to your Bible. You can pray. You can get one another together and pray. Yeah, right. So I always, I like to call this the parable of the lost sons because both of them were lost. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, I want to get to the, the message this morning in the 20 minutes that we have. Um, I really believe in honour. I, I think there's many facets our, and 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 um, outworking of honour. uh, I really believe that that, it is is the key to unlocking the kingdom of God. And uh, because as we honour, as we value, as we esteem, I believe it will come back to us. But let's read out of Matthew chapter 15 um, this morning if you've got your Bibles. It says this, Some of the Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked Him, why do your disciples disobey your age-old traditions? For you, for they ignore our traditions of ceremony, hand washing um, before they eat. Wow, that's something to get upset about right now. Wash your hands before you eat. <laughs> Jesus replied, and why do you, Jesus, come back at them, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it's all right for your people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the Word of God for the sake of your own traditions. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Um, Verse 10, Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you, you are defiled by what comes out of your mouth and it goes on ouch right this is this is Jesus going back at the Pharisees you know in, in this time, Pharisees were the learned, they were the people that knew the Word of God, the Old Testament they had almost had to know it off by heart uh, you, read, you read about Paul, Paul was growing up and learning he was he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, it says. And he, he knew all this stuff, but it, when, when it came to the action and the outworking of the Word of God, there was always a pushing and pulling. There was a, there was a place where we, we, we choose what we want and we choose what we don't want. And this is what Jesus is saying here. He says, this is, this is, this is not right. This is, you are disrespecting uh, just to make life work with you. Now this is this is something that we can understand in our modern day. Who who is who? Is, you don't have to put your hands up, but uh, have you ever you know just oh just changed a few things around just to make life work for you? You know uh, you know even even anyone used the kids as an excuse for something. Oh, you holy people out there! Oh, I can't can't get there because my kids are whatever. And oh, it's not, maybe it's not a tradition, but we 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 make up excuses. And we can even make up excuses in our life over a whole whole lot of things. But what I want to focus on here is that these people honor me with their lips, but they well, they're not muck that one up. Their hearts are far from me. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it to you. Um These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. When it comes to honor, honor comes out of your heart. Very clearly says, and then I want to, you are defiled by the words that come from your mouth. And we, when we, and we, you're like, well, well, what what are you saying here? Well, let, let me help you out just a little bit. I'm talking about little phrases. Little phrases that are that are that create uh i reckon dishonoring little phrases let me help you out with little phrases it'll be okay little phrases no one will know little phrases just once uh little phrases I can be late little phrases it it it, it, it won't matter. Little phrases. See, a lot of the times we think of big phrases like that person's an idiot. That is dishonoring, that is a big phrase. You're tearing someone down, stop doing it. All right, That's, that's an easy one because that's, that's very obvious. But little phrases that come out of our mouth. Little phrases that come out of our heart. Little phrases that are bringing dishonor. And, and can I just say something from, from my heart? Can what you honor, you'll be early for. can i Can I just say honestly,- I would love it if everyone turned up at least twenty minutes before ten o'clock, because then we get to say hi, yeah. right. then we get to talk, then we get to connect, relate, yeah. you turn up at ten, it's like going to the movies a little bit you You can sit in the pew and watch and enjoy and have a good time and encounter the love and grace of God, but then, you know, shoot out after the service. That's, that's not gathering together. Uh, I don't believe that that's the church. You know, out of the whole week that we get together on a Sunday, come on, be early. If you're here early, you might be that one person that, that could honour someone by loving and encouraging them. Let's, let's be a church that is early. You know, little phrases that come out of our lives. It doesn't matter. It'll be okay. No one will know. Just once. They come out of our heart. So how do we, how do we, how do we change our heart? Well, first is very as as we repent. Say, Lord, help me with this. Lord, shift my heart on this. I want to honor myself. I want to honor. The people that are uh, that are around me, I want to honor my workplace. I want to honor our church. Come on, let's not have little phrases. You know, moving on, it goes to we we can turn to Jesus and in John chapter two, it talks about the the first miracle that Jesus did. Everyone gets excited because excited because the the, the 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 result is better wine. Right, everyone's excited about that because the wine's not even just good wine, not even wine. It's good wine, and uh, I'm like, well, I think we have missed the point. A little bit, you know, we we missed the point. It's not. It's, it's, there there is a point that it is better wine, by the way, and we will get to that. But but Jesus, we can we can read through John chapter two, and I'll read it, the account here, and it says the wedding at Canaan. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village. Of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not my problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told his servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremony washing. Each could hold 20 or 30 gallons. Um, Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, um, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed the instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was not now wine, um, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over and he says, a host always serves the best wine first. He said, then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the least expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. You know, this is a great passage of, of, of Scripture that we get excited about because it is the first time Jesus shows his glory. And, and I think it's an important, but we can learn so much from it. Um, and the first thing that I want us to share about is, is what, where did Jesus honour? It's the question I want us to ask as we read through this. Where did Jesus honour? And first of all, He, he, honoured, he honoured His mother. Who thinks it's a good thing to honour your mother? If you're a mother sitting next to your son or your daughter, slap them right now and say, listen to the man. Or, not, or don't slap them. And we, we need to honour our mother and father. We, we do, we do. And, and, and here's the thing, Jesus has this reply that a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of males think are funny. Jew, uh, woman, my time has not yet come. We will talk about that at Stronger. Never say that to anyone. I'm sure there's an understanding, but Jesus was like, no, but here's the thing. His time might have not have come, but he chose to honour his mother. Why? Because the covenant between the Lord and the children of Israel in the Ten Commandments say, you should honour your mother and father. So Jesus is not just honouring his mother here. He's honouring the covenant. He's honouring the the bridal agreement because the Ten Commandments are not just Ten Commandments. They should be the Ten Covenants between the Lord and Israel again. It's really a marriage vows. And so Jesus is honouring his mother here. It's like, okay, well, hey, I'm not, I don't think my time's come, but you're asking me to do this, so we need to do this. I, I think it's important that we do uh, whatever he tells you to do. When, oh, Sorry, that's the next one of the things I'm getting into. Jesus says to his mother, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll do something. And so then Mary just says, go and do what he tells you to do. I think one of the things that we can learn in life is can we honour what Jesus tells us to do? What's Jesus telling you to do right now that you're just still almost like a response, my time has not come. My time has not come. Because we have little phrases, oh no, go and pray for that person, my time has not come. Go and pay for that. Oh, no, my time has not come. Go go over to your neighbor and just introduce yourself. My time has not come. And we have these these little phrases, my time has not come. But maybe you could be like Jesus and turn it around and go, you know what? My time has come now. And and then when when Mary says, go and do whatever he tells you to do, then we can honor, honor what God calls us. To do um so he honors his mother, but his his mother is also honoring the bride and the groom, so because it's it's embarrassing in the festivities that a wedding will go on for a week, kale a wedding will go on for a week <laughs> you have to pay for all the guests. <laughs> um, and and it goes on. It go, will go, we'll go on for a whole whole week, and there's a great time of festivity and celebration. But it was it was it was a there was shame and there was dishonor coming on the family because the wine had run out. And Mary was thinking about not just not just what what she knew of Jesus, but she was thinking about the bride and the groom, thinking about someone else. See, I've, I've, I feel like I've learned something when it comes to honour. Honour is always, uh, yes, you do have to honour yourself, but most of the time, honour is about honouring outwards. Honour is about thinking about other people. Honour is about preferring some, one another. So, so Mary was honouring and putting weight and valuing and esteeming the bride and the bridegroom. Is another piece of another another situation here that brings honor is that the servants honored Jesus. The servants honored Jesus. And he says, Go and get some jars and fill them with water. Go and get some jars and fill them with water. Simple phrase. So and easy to do. They didn't know what was going to happen. They they but they just simply went and got some jars. And filled them, filled them with waters. I think sometimes to honor, to honor, is is simply just to do what we've been told to do. I'm not coming down on you here. I'm not trying to tell anyone off. I was like, hey, just hey, we can honor by just doing what we're told to do. Well, that's pretty hard, especially when we don't like being told what to do. Anyone being a parent, they're, they're learning. They're learning. And, and, and we learn about how to follow instructions. But honor comes he- here of just doing what we're told to do. If, if 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 the All Blacks and Steve Hansen have a game plan and they tell the players, this is what we want you to do, but someone chooses not to honor that, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. There's going to be a breakdown in communication. There's going to be a breakdown in, 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 in the game plan. And, and then other people will have to come around and fix that area up, and so some simply sometimes when an honor, just do what you're told to do. amen. oh it's quiet in here this morning. no one like I've learned that when you when you go to the dentist, you do what they tell you to do because it's going to cost you a whole lot more money if you don't okay So who now brushes their teeth? A day. <laughs> hey, we're getting a little bit too much excitement over it. No, you know. So let's honour. Jesus honoured his mother. The servants honoured Jesus. There was honour when it came to the bridegroom. And it goes down and it talks about that you have kept the best until now. When we actually honour God with our lives, when we honour each other, when we honour the world that we live in, the best will happen. The best will be there. But the reason that we end up not getting to the points that we get to is because we have areas that we dishonour. We have areas in our lives that we choose not to honour God in. And and only you can go on this journey with God. Only you can grapple that with the Lord. But the, just just know that if you if there are areas in your life that you choose not to honor God, and you're like the son that we, that took the inheritance and went off and did what he did with his own world, used it up the way that he wanted to use it up. The great thing about this, as we know from the story, is that the father was always there to, to meet him and greet him back into the home. But guess what? You had to go through the pig pen first. Who likes living in the pig pen? Just drive up past towards our house. We go past a pig farm. And when it's the still day, I'm like, nasty. That's just, it's just, just, just oh. Anyone driven past a pig farm before? Whew. But but when we have areas of dishonor in our life, we end up living in the pig pen, and and guess what? There's a smell. There's a smell. We used to, when I worked at a camp, there was the people who had the pig farm. They'd come and pick up the scraps that we'd save for them. They'd walk in. We're like, that's not Chanel number five. Oh, that's bacon number two, right there. I was like, oh, it's disgusting. Sometimes we have, have areas in our life that, 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 that just dishonour God and it creates a fragrance. What about when the, the woman who came and honoured Jesus with the alabaster jar? It created a fragrance. See, your life is, is, to, is, is to create a fragrance of honour for the, the world that you live in. But sometimes we choose and we do things that create a fragrance of dishonour. But the Lord is ready and waiting to put a ring on your finger, sandals on your feet, and a robe around you. At the end of um, on John chapter two, it flows down, and we and so we read about the 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 wedding at Canaan. But then it flows straight into verse thirteen, and it talks about the account where Jesus clears the temple. Now. When I read my Bible, I, 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 I read it as it flows. And in John's gospel here, it flows from the wedding at Canaan into clearing the temple. And and I, I believe there's no coincidence about this. I believe every word that is written in the Bible and the order that it's written is perfect. as God breathes, it's God ordained. And I know there's other accounts and they're not in the same line as other gospels, but in John it is. And it was... And then it moves in to says it was now ne- nearly the time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Verse 13. So Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifice. He also saw dealers of, of tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and cattle, scattered the money changes, coins all over the floor. And turned over the tables, then going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then the disciples remembered the prophecy from the Scriptures, passion for God's house will consume me. But the Jewish leaders demanded, what are you doing? If God gave you authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove See, dishonor will always start with prove it. Just throwing that out there. Prove it. Well, why don't you just honor and believe it? All right, Jesus replied, I'll destroy this temple in three days and I'll rise it up. What they exclaimed has taken 46 years to build this temple. Sometimes we're just not even on the same wavelength. Jesus goes into this temple. He goes into this place that he, that he knows what it's supposed to be like. He goes in and he looks around. Other accounts, I think in in Matthew, even talks about how he went, he looked around, and then he went away past the fig tree, cursed the fig tree, came back, and, and he went back into the temple then. But here it says that he, he came in and he, and he, he made a a, a whip, and he, and he started chasing out everything that was was not meant to be in there. I I think when it comes to honor, and it comes to valuing, and it comes to esteem, I know, I know, to give honor has got to come from a place of honor. And and you are. If we talk first, uh, if we talk New Testament Christian, you are the temple of God. And I wonder if we could even honor ourselves and go, Lord, I need need you to create a whip. (laughs) I I need you to chase out some of the things that I've established in, in my marketplace. I've created a marketplace. See, a marketplace is to, I was just thinking about it a marketplace is really a, a place where you can you know try and get a, a great deal or you know maybe as we would go to the marketplace and and when we lived in London and we'd get some food or something like that but really in this circumstance a marketplace is, is not what God's called you to be a marketplace is uh, what God's called you to be is is a is a person that will honor themselves, but also honor the world that is around them. And sometimes we've got to get rid of the the things that are in our world. Like sometimes we've got to get rid of the money changes. We have got to get rid of the cattle. We got to get rid of the things. See, when it came to the cattle, why they were there, which, which astounds me, because they had to bring a sacrifice. But when I read my Bible and I read the what what you're supposed to bring as a sacrifice, you're supposed to bring the, the, the 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 supposed to bring the lamb or the goat or the offering that you've been looking after, that you've been that you've been caring for, that you've been providing for, that you've been like that's the one that you've that's the one that's not a spot on it, it's got no blemishes. Is supposed to be something that you're bringing to give to God as a sacrifice, but here they've just got, "Hey, bring whatever you want," because whatever you want is just a small phrase, eh? Whatever you want is just a small phrase, but no, when 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 you honor God first, and you bring the offering that you bring that you've been uh, preparing, and you bring, not just go off. It's going to be easier. If I, um, you know, pay waiver at the temple. Rather than me, oh man, how organized. I've got to put the goat in the back of the car and it's going to make a mess everywhere. and Or, you know, this goat, well, I don't know why, but it's just slow. Come on, hurry up. It's going to take ages to get there. We make up all sorts of things of convenience, don't we? Convenience. But Jesus says, come on. He comes in and he clears the temple. My house is going to, I reread it in Matthew chapter 21. It says this. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all of those who brought this and, and sold in the temple and turned over the tables of money changers. And he said, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you've made it into a den of thieves. If we can have the music team back up, that'd be awesome. I know this can be a little bit confronting and a little bit challenging, um, but Jesus came to give you life and life in its fullness. Yeah. And and, and, and uh, the other part of that scripture is that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Dishonour is a way that the devil gets in to steal, kill, and destroy. And I reckon do whatever we do whatever it takes to get rid of any opportunity that the devil We'll try and steal, kill, and destroy. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Here's a question. What have you replaced in your life? What have you replaced? See, the marketplace was a place of bringing your sacrifice, not purchasing it. About bringing it mark the the temple is about a life of prayer, a life of honor. by the way, tonight is i 've never really said this before, but tonight I believe is going to be off the chart from what god 's laid on my heart. if you 've never encountered the presence of God, you need to be here tonight. If you have encountered the presence of God, um, be here tonight. <laughs> Why? Because we're honouring God. We're gonna, And we honour God here and but it's provoking. But what have we replaced? What does we replaced? You know, I've, I've shared this before and many of you would have heard it, but I like the fact that Jesus came in and turned over the tables. Because tables are there for convenience. I like working at a desk, at a table. I really like eating at a table. Because it's convenient. It's a lot easier than on your lap. You know that's why I don't buy white t-shirts. I also have three children. But we put tables in our life. We put things in our life of convenience rather than the things that are supposed to be in there. And you know, I, I think sometimes God Brings and does things in our lives to make us uh, and turn over the tables to make us uncomfortable, or sometimes I say it uncomfortable. Just letting you catch up. Sometimes we've got to be uncomfortable so that God can turn the tables over on our life. It's not always like that. You don't have to live in uncomfortableness. But if there's something in your life that needs to be turned over, why don't you ask? Why don't you honour yourself? Why don't you ask the Lord to turn that over? Why? Because I think the next verse is why. Matthew chapter 21, verse 14. Then... I'll read it after 13, sorry. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. Verse 14, then, then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he had did and the children crying at the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. What an unbelievable Scripture from seeing people released into freedom to seeing some people getting indignant. You've lost the fact if you're getting angry at youth jumping up and down in church. I've had conversations with people who have left this church because of the youth jumping up and down. I'm like, don't let the door hit you. That's Pharisaical. As a church, we're here to see people set free. We're here to see see people healed. We're here to love people. Oh, they're too noisy, or oh. Honour to honour comes from a place of honour. Why don't we stand? We're going to pray. We need to finish. Sorry, we do love you. If you're, if you're struggling with that, come and have a conversation. <laughs> Father, I thank you right now that you know what's best for us. I thank you, Lord, you are the Father that that looks from a distance, ready to put a ring on our finger, a robe on ourselves and shoes on our feet. Why? Because you are the God that honours. You are the God that honours. And Lord, I thank you for every single person in this room. I thank you, Lord, for the amazing children and the amazing kids, leaders, volunteers, everyone that serves here, everyone that is part of the team in Mosgill. And Lord, I pray that as we step into this series about the honor key, about learning how to put weight, learning how to put value, and learning how to esteem people, Lord, that, that You would do a, a greater work in our lives, Lord. Lord, we all have something that we need You to turn over. There's something that's challenged our mindset or just something that slipped in there. But Lord, I thank You that You are the God that restores. You're the God that loves. And so Lord, this morning, I thank You, Lord, that we can honour because You first honoured us by sending Your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross. On the third day, You honoured Him. You rose Him again. You defeated Grave, and now He's seated at the right hand of you, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for that grace, and I thank you, Lord, for that love and that mercy. But, Lord, would we learn how to honor? Would we learn how to honor your presence? Would we learn how to honor each other? Would we learn how to honor ourselves? And so, Lord, I thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives as we humbly come before you, Lord. We ask you to help chase out. Areas in our life, even overturned areas, that we need to just honour you again. And why, but Lord, because we want to see the lame healed. We want to see the, the lost set free. We want to see people, Lord, come to know you and love you and know their salvation in you, in Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.